Hello, welcome to the show. It's episode 24. I'm here with Dave. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, good. Forgotten it's, what we do when we do this. It's been well, so long. It's good that we've actually found the time to do it in terms of like child care and stuff. Hard work. It takes a lot of time, doesn't it? Like Bloody fa- snooker babies. Family visits. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was saying that to my dad recently. Yeah. And he said, uh, like when me and my brother were small, my brother was quite hyper. Mm. And he said he didn't read a newspaper for a year. And then uh, like he finally like sat down with like a big broadsheet newspaper one day and my brother jumped through it. <laughs> <laughs> So, it, you know, it does take a lot of time. Yeah. but What's the modern equivalent of that? What do you mean? Oh. Not been on Twitter for a year. Smashing your iPhone. And then your baby smashes your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but weirdly, I was saying on the last episode that I went into hospital to have the snooker baby, not me personally. No, your snooker wife. For, yeah. Uh, at the start of the Masters. Mm. Now, people are going to think we've made this up, but you went into hospital at the start of the World Championship. Yeah. Which is quite it, mad. That is quite mad. And I think the question that everyone wants to know, or the answer to, is how much of it did you get to watch? <laughs> Surprisingly, quite a bit. But did you? I got to watch, uh, I mean, the early stages. Yeah, you missed like the whole... None. The first whole, week. The whole James Cahill on your son thing you missed. Yeah. Which missed, quite exciting. I basically missed the entire first week because we went into hospital on like the Saturday or Sunday. That was upsetting to me because on long matches I like to get your text commentary. Yeah, put. And I think it was only until like it was like the Dave Gill. Did you realise it wasn't that much fun without me watching it? And yeah, texting yeah. You? yeah. I think the only time you started texting me was at the semi-finals. You know, the Dave yeah. Gilbert Higgins one. Yeah. And you started watching a bit. Yeah, but by by then it was a good match. That it was good. Tense. But by then I was getting towards like, you know, we were, we were getting a bit more sort of back in the zone. Yeah, yeah. They do sleep a lot, so they do. But it's it's, it's fit first. Your head's a bit Let's not talk about it. You don't want to remember that time. <laughs> no, it was great, but it's just like it's not very interesting for anybody else, is it? No. I feel like when you have a child, you inevitably become a baby boy. Like you can't yeah, talk yeah. about anything else. And um, I think we should consciously avoid that in this podcast because yeah, it's yeah. going to be boring. Well, back to the snooker then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, actually, oh, that semi-final bit was quite interesting because Gary Wilson got through and Dave Gilbert, yeah. and they were like the underdogs. Yeah. And I went on the uh, Chinese snooker forum around that time. Yeah. And they had some very funny nicknames for the two of them. Oh yeah. They were calling Gary Wilson. Um, yeah, they were calling Gary Wilson Baldy, Ghost Feet, and Curry. Curry. <laughs> yeah. And they were calling Dave Gilbert Potato. <laughs> Well, that makes sense because he was a farmer. Yeah, but Baldy goes. Why were they calling Gary Wilson Curry? I don't know. Curry head. Can't really think. Probably, maybe. Maybe he said in an interview that he loves curry. Yeah, maybe it's just badly translated. Curry. Badly translated. Maybe it's just phonetically transcribed, like Gary Curry. Oh, yeah, maybe. It's a tonal language. Tonal. I don't know if that makes any difference. I don't know what that means. I know that's the thing that people say about Chinese. It sounds yeah. like they go like very wisely. Mandarin's actually a tonal language. The way I think of it is that... What does that mean? I'm guessing it's like uh, you can have the same word, but said in a different tone, it means something different. Like, hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. 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 That all mean different things. I'm guessing, I'm guessing. Yeah, well. But uh, if anyone is Chinese or speaks Chinese... Let us know what tonal means. What uh, I mean, you must have enjoyed the final and the. Yeah, I did enjoy it. It was great. I mean, uh, but this is a measure of how much I've been not thinking about snooker in the last 
four months. Mm. The other day when I was thinking about what we're going to say on this podcast, yes. I was like, I was trying to remember who won the World Championship and I couldn't remember. Oh my and God. then I was like, oh, it's Judd. Yeah. Like, but I couldn't remember for ages. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to look it up. I'm going to make sure that I remember. It was an incredible final. Yeah, it was great. I think because it wasn't very dramatic. It didn't even feel like a final. No, it was just like, it just was absolutely blew him away. We spoke so many blew times on this po- podcast how he sort of can't hold it together in yeah, finals and stuff. And then, That's, he's put that to bed now, hasn't he? If he can keep doing that, he's going to win everything for the next like five years. He's the best player in the world. He's playing better than anyone. Yeah. There are people that can match that, but they're gonna have to step it up a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, he was just playing with gay abandon. But he, <laughs> but even then, like the best players that I've seen, the only player that I've ever seen that can match that level is Ronnie. Mm. Like that level of kind of like ability. I think Ronnie. there are other players that they're gonna have to sort. Of... But not, not like I've never seen anything like that final. <laughs> where it was just so one-sided, where he was just yeah. like because Johnny Higgins was playing well. Him. Yeah, like they both had an attempt at a maxi as well. Yeah. I think John had basically given up thinking he was gonna could win it. Yeah. Do you remember he was on a max? Yeah. And he had like a difficult red, and he looked at Judd and he went, "Shall I double it?" Yeah. Judd went, "Yeah," and he just laughed, doubled it in. Yeah. And the crowd just went mental, and then he missed the next block. <laughs> yeah. Which was amazing. That. And Judd had an attempt as well. Yeah. And he broke down. He, he had to cut in like a really difficult red into the yeah, middle, and it remember. just didn't turn in at the last minute. Yeah. Now listen to this clip because this is how Dennis Taylor commentated on it. It made me laugh. Okay. I think it also highlights that he'd be a terrible uh, backseat driver. Yeah. Get in. Turn. Please turn. Keep turning. Turn. Turn. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a broken sat nav. Yeah. It's been a Gary Wilson cab. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's funny. That would be good if... Dennis, you know, you used to be able to change the voice on sat Yeah, yeah. You should just use that for Dennis. Turn! Turn! <laughs> turn! It's too aggressive. <laughs> Doesn't say which way either. It's too aggressive. Some people respond to that. Yeah. Aggressive instruction. Any you? other memories of the uh, World Championship? It's all a bit of a blur, to be honest, mate. I wasn't sleeping that much. <laughs> um, waking up every two hours. Yeah, off your guard. Off me down it. Plug and spot. Plug and spot. I think we should go. Get a little plug and spot. Get a little plug and spot. Plug in. Plug and spot. That's good because I, I was going to make a jingle and couldn't be bothered. Plug in. Plug and spot. But um, do you remember the guy from last. Episode, who was like dead excited about the Snooker 19 game coming out. Snooker 19! Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's on again this week. Oh, right. Okay, is he? What I loved about that clip we played is that he. Has he played Snooker 19? Yeah, yeah he played it. And oh, okay. He's quite complimentary about it. He's right. got a couple of gripes. Right, okay. Which I'll play in a minute. Yeah. But um, but what I loved about that clip we played last time was you can hear you in the background. Everything he says, you're commentating on. So he's going like, I want to know when it's coming out, the release date, and you go, same thing. <laughs> he's going, I want to pick, you'd be able to pick the place closed, pick the pick, then you're going, nose. It's like, you can't help yourself, you know this shit jokes. <laughs> I'm listen back to that. Yeah, I'll listen back to that one. So he got the game, and as I say, he was quite complimentary. Yeah. Two very weird gripes, which okay. wouldn't really bother most people. Well, yeah. This is the first one. Hello, very, very big glitch on Snooker 19. I mean, I made a 140 break in the last frame. And basically, Neil Falls keeps repeating himself. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's gripe number one. That's gripe number one. Neil Falls keeps, keeps repeating, repeating himself. 
Um, which wouldn't really bother me. You made a 140 break, you missed the last black. Um, On a computer game. Apparently there were loads of glitches in it. Yeah. And uh, the funniest one was that Mark Selby plays every shot with the rest. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't picked up on by the developers. Probably because really they funny. don't play snooker. Yeah. It probably just didn't fly. Yeah, stuck, well, all that stuff will just be added in afterwards. Because yeah, yeah. that's just like... Uh, I actually asked the publishers for a copy for so we could review it. Yeah. Didn't get a reply. Yeah. I, like a lot of Well, fans. I hope they realise it's the end of their publishing game career. We're <laughs> yeah. very important players. Yeah. You can bring them down. I can add that to a lot of the things I've asked for under the auspices of a snooker podcast and not received Been anything. Maybe that could be a new feature. I think um, all the potheads should make a stink about this. Yeah, yeah. A stink. <laughs> Our army of pothead fans. Yeah, yeah. Write to snooker19 at snooker.com. We could do a feature, let's see what you could have one where just ask various companies for products to review. Mm. Right. Regardless. I thought you were doing this anyway. Why, why are you not been asking for stuff? Only the old snooker stuff. I asked for John Burgos' autobiography to give a buy. Yeah. Who did you ask, John? No, the publishers. Oh. Um, but anyone listening who's got a business will review any product. Literally anything. Just anything. We'll but do, do a little new feature. You should caveat that with what we won't necessarily give it a good review. No, no. We'll review it for what it is, whether it's good or bad. Is a Dalek? But yeah, if you got a product you want us to review, snookerpodcast at gmail.com, send it. We'll review anything. Might, Any old shite. I might ask Dobbies for some pots and plants. Oh, snooker pot. <laughs> Terracotta podcast. Terracotta podcast. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, the other thing he wasn't happy about. Yeah. I'll play that clip, this is really funny. Yeah, okay. Are you ready for this? Gripe number two, coming up. Number two. Hello and a very warm welcome. The eagerly anticipated Snooker 19 was finally released today. This is my first impressions. And on on this game, the player faces are amazing. They Honestly, they look so real, real life. The only one I had issues with, I played John Higgins in a career match. And John Higgins has got like a really fat face. He looks proper like fat on the game. Like he, he looks... Big fat face. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a big fat face in real life. Well, this is it. They scan the faces in, so they're very accurate. Very, very accurate. But he goes on again, like he's just not happy. He's got a chubby face, definitely. I would say John Higgins doesn't look like John Higgins, but the rest are brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's, good. it's just John Higgins is too fat. Well, yeah. Also, I'd just point out at the start of that clip, he looks like he's trying to. It sounds like he's trying to say hello in a tonal way. Hello, hello. Yeah. Um, he's got a fat face. He's got a fat face. Snooker <laughs> nineteen. Fat um, face. What else have I seen recently? Oh, do you remember we were also looking at uh, Jimmy White's whirlwind website selling different yes. products, and you noticed you thought. Yeah. It, it was farmed str- alligators. Well, there was that, but you you thought it was strange that they were marketing the aftershave as strong. Yeah, very strong. Um, and I saw them tweet. They said, if you bought the aftershave, give it a really good shake because it's been separating. Oh, <laughs> so it's like, not good. It's like paint stripper, isn't it? Paint varnish. Like varnish. Paint varnish. New fences. I could do with that with my new fences. Uh, I think of the smell. It'd be lovely. Do you know what happened with smell my fences? like Jimmy White's fence. Our fence is right. Yeah. A bit rickety. Yeah. Because the tree was sort of pressing on the post. Yeah. Neighbours sent a letter, a rude letter, and informed the council that we have to pay for it because it's been damaged by our tree. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm not sure about this. Like, I don't really want it replaced. It's fine. 
I don't know the fence laws. Anyway, it was dealt with badly, but I actually agreed to pay half and just send them the money. Yeah. And then they kept sending me like demands for more money and deadlines. Yeah. And weird text messages, like emotional blackmail. And the last message I got from her was, my mum now has dementia, so we need the money. <laughs> I just text back, my mum's dead. <laughs> yeah. So she's not, what? She's not dead. But yeah, no, the, uh, not yet. The illnesses, <laughs> the illnesses were getting worse. Come my mum's got a terrible yeast infection. Well, also, I need that money. You need the money for Caniston. <laughs> it's not going to be budged by itself, you know. My mum has got a strange condition. What oh. is it? Exploding head syndrome. Tried <laughs> <laughs> very hard not to laugh then. I think we've thought what are the symptoms? The well, it's not as bad I as think it, I can guess. It's not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's a sleep thing where you feel like your head's exploding. Oh, it's just a sleep thing. Never you actually, like your head's exploding. Never actually, exploding. never actually does go off. My mum's got labyrinthitis. She's trapped in a maze with David Bowie. <laughs> trapped in the maze with David Bowie. <laughs> What's the funniest? No. Didn't you have a problem with your like an ex-tenant ordering stuff to the house? Oh, Tell it wasn't. An, well, I don't know who it was. What? But um, got this letter. Actually, first of all, we got a parcel, mm-hmm. uh, and it came to like the name, like the name to our address, but the name it wasn't us or the previous owner that we bought it from. So I was like, I don't know who this is, but it was like a, a box from um, Talk Talk. Oh yeah. So we we kept it there for a while, thinking what we're gonna do with it, and then after about three weeks, I was like, do you know what? I'm, I'm not bothered about this anymore. I can't be bothered to send it back. I'm just gonna open it and see what it is. So I opened it and it was like a new modem that like yeah. they send you when you sign up for broadband. Like, oh, for God's sake. So I just lashed it in the bin. And then I got another letter and I just lashed it in the bin. And then I got we got one and I finally opened it and it was like, you owe us, I don't know, 36 quid for something. So I had to phone them up. Um, yeah, I'm, I had to phone them up and be like, uh, you know, I've got this letter to my house saying that I owe money. There's no one at this address. The name is a made-up name. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what? What's the name? And I looked at the letter, and the name was Gyron Stoutmantle. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I I googled the name. It, it looks like, like well, that suggests that someone's played a prank. Exactly. Maybe. It's like a character not, of World of Warcraft or something. It's not funny though. I mean, it's not it's a funny a, prank. Well, it's, it's not because name. I mean, I think it's probably not a prank. It's probably just some kid who's just picked an address at random and picked a name and thought, I'll sign broadband with that. Because. But they passed the debt. Like I phoned up Talk Talk and said, like, uh, you know, just stop sending letters to this address. Yes. And they kept going like, "Well, we can't raise a complaint until we've got your name." Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, "I'm not giving you my name because <laughs> I'm not Guy and Stoutman. I'm just telling you, it's not this address." <laughs> but anyway, they passed the debt. They passed the debt onto a debt collection agency. Oh my God. So I had to phone them up and be like, "Guy and Stout. Look at the name. It's Guy and Stoutman. It's not a real name." Anyway. <laughs> So, oh, well. oh, we got another letter from for oh. Guy and Stamman the other day. <laughs> I, I just now I just write on him, not at this address, return to send and stick it back in the post box. It's weird though, because there was something on the BBC news website this week mm. about scams where people like order stuff to your house and then couriers, like it's not for you. Yeah. And the courier will come and collect it. Yeah. I don't know, it's some weird scam. It sounds a bit like that though. I don't know what the, how's that work as a scam. Um they sort of use your bank details to order something for you and then you get it, but you haven't ordered it, so another courier collects it and takes it back to them. Oh, like a fake courier? Yeah, yeah. And then they've got but they got to have your bank details. Yeah, yeah. They've got to steal your bank details. Oh, well, st- if they've got my bank details, why are they bothering to order shit to my house? Just steal the money straight from my account. Yeah, I don't know. 
Sounds like a weird scam, that. Sounds like a weird scam. Sounds like a weird scam. So, uh, what was the other clip I was going to play? Oh, yes. Um, so, during the qualifiers for the World Championship, hmm. it was a little backstage interview with Dominic Dale and Milkins. Milkins! And um, apparently, they travel a lot together to tournaments. Mm, as man and wife. Yeah. Which I thought they lived in opposite ends of the country, but yeah. it appears that they <clears throat> pick each other up. Yeah. And uh, drive around. This is what they get up to. Have a listen to this. Yeah. You know, well, you're on the same page. When, when you both win, it's, it's the jackpot, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it is yeah. a good atmosphere on the way home. Yeah, is, it gonna be, is the radio going to be on? You're no, going to be singing. And... Oh, no, that's You need to put the code in. It's all, it's yeah, somebody good. broke into my car and, and the code's mapped on the radio. Um, oh, no. But, well, we've got a singer here. Yeah, I know. That's, that's, well, yeah. But is it just opera, Dom, or can you do the... No, he sings all sorts. I can, I don't know. Oh, you're Lots sort... of 60s. I join you're in as sorted, well. You're sorted, Rob. You're sorted. I know. Yeah. Fancy getting just, the just... camera out for me and like doing a little sing... Well, we can do a little session. A little <laughs> sing-along and send it me. <laughs> yeah. This is hilarious. It's getting I'll do one for you now, if you want. Have you driven Rob before? Or are you always the driver and you're the passenger? No, I'm the driver. I want to know yeah. who's the better driver out well, of the two of you. Probably me, but no, listen, no, listen, I'm kidding. I love the way drive, Rob. Rob drives a car like he plays snooker. He's an aggressive driver, and you know, it's me, myself, and I. So doesn't you... take any prisoners, and that's good. I love it. I wish I was more like that. So you got your seatbelt on the whole time. Both of them. You? I mean, all four seatbelts. <laughs> everyone on the back seat. When, when I'm rolling, rolling the fags at the wheel. Yeah. Well, get yeah. him to do that. He's a passenger. Let him he don't know help how to you roll. out. Well, it's, it's, it's even harder when he's rolling a fag and on the phone at the same time. It's in... yep. Nah, he's so that's joking. That's not it. Being mendacious. You need to get a bit more organised and pre-roll. Just no, do I a don't couple never do that. for the I journey. Why? No. I just don't do it. I like rolling when I when I want to roll. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm going to let you go now. Right. You've got it's a bit a... of a... How long does it take you to get back? Yeah. What I like about that most is that it's supposed to be like a sort of quality sports interview with like top sports people. And she's asking about like rolling fags and stuff. <laughs> what about you just pre-roll? Pre-roll, come on. <laughs> like, what about pre-roll? I... <laughs> What are you just playing well? <laughs> what about playing well? What are you playing well, your fags? Before big tournament, do you like to play well, your fags? Oh, no, I don't play well. I let it roll as I play. Oh, God. <laughs> do you even me? Do you remember them? <laughs> Do you remember... Uh, Moving swiftly on. Do you remember we played that little clip of uh, Dominic Dale trying to teach Rob Walker how to sing opera? Yeah, vaguely. Lend me your aid. Can you imagine driving down the road and Dom singing? Lend me your facts. <laughs> yeah. Milkins. So, uh, that's weird that they drive and we're together. A bit like the odd couple. Yeah. Dominic Nadale, the spaceman and the milkman. Oh, right, right here, Dominic. Get my backy tin out of your glove box, sir. Sing us a song, will you? Sing us a bit of opera while I roll. <laughs> Why don't you pre-roll? <laughs> I don't like to pre-roll. I like to roll as I drive. Rolling along, rolling my face. <laughs> oh, dear.
menu vitriol. If you can come down to the crucible and watch snooker, you will feel so prolonged. And you can say, I was there, I did, and I don't even like snooker. Dare. So, uh, TripAdvisor reviews, venue vitriol and the like. Venue. I found something out on TripAdvisor which will help us find funny, what has helped me find funnier reviews. Oh, yeah. One is... Basically, if you, if you you can click all languages and then it'll translate the phone ones into English. I'm obsessed with translation. You are. Yeah. And the other thing is you can search for words, so you can put in like silly words or swear words. Like poo poo. Like poo poo. A wee wee. You know, that also can make it more fun. Yeah. So I've got a few here. So now we've we've completely moved away from snooker venues. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. It's yeah. Just, I'm just going for any old just stuff. Dredging through TripAdvisor. I think these are a lot of these are being translated into English, so they. they well, I hope so, because if they're not, I can't read them. Well, yeah. But, I mean, some of them are quite weird. But, do you want to go for the top one? Oh, do you remember when we went to Amsterdam? And we'd had a few drinks, we were just wandering around. Yeah. And there was that, like, sex museum. Yes, I do. <laughs> Which is pretty poor, really, but something to do. Mm. I've got three reviews from that. Oh, yeah. Um, do you want to read those out? Uh-huh. Sex jars that wander through the windows... Trinkets also without explanation. <laughs> Some things are broken, dirty, or damaged. There's a reconstruction of the red light district still without an explanation. Very badly done. It feels like you're dealing with low-end inflatable sex dolls. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what it is. It's a museum of low-end inflatable dolls, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> is there any more you can do on Wow. There's another one there. Can you read that one out? A stupidity. We went in for a quick wank. I mean, quick break. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'll, I'll do it properly now. A stupidity. We went in for a quick break. It has old photos of porn and some funny dolls, one of which is blowing and the other opens her cabaret. <laughs> She has the truth. Merlin Monroe. <laughs> oh, darling, did we open your cabinet? <laughs> I have no reason to give someone five euros to get in. Merlin Monroe. <laughs> Merlin Monroe had a wizard sleeve. <laughs> we learn nothing at all. Nothing is funny. On the contrary, many attractions are pathetic. Nothing sexy, nothing modern, sex plastic anywhere irrelevant, sex scenes with sex, <laughs> plastic mannequins of the 80s, black and white photos of sex. <laughs> it's a sex museum. What do you expect? Oh, there's some sex scenes with sex. Some ladies opening their cabaret. <laughs> and the other opens up a cabaret. <laughs> Woo! Life is a cabaret, old <laughs> Um, I was listening to a interview with Dennis Taylor recently, and it reminded me of when we used to read out his autobiography. Yeah, yeah. Because you couldn't do the voice very well, you did it in Skeletor's voice. It was quite funny. <laughs> but anyway, um, this is a little insight into how Dennis got into snooker, which people yeah. might not know, realize how okay. he got into it. Never listen to this, mate. Get to grips with the person 
behind the snooker. So it's only fair that we start by asking, how did you originally get into snooker and what drove you to the level you became at? Well, I first um, snooker, I was only eight or nine years of age. It was back in Northern Ireland in a very small town called Cole Island, where I lived. And I happened to be passing the club that was right next to the police station. And the door was open and I glanced through the door and I could see this green cloth with loads of coloured balls on the table and I thought that looks a bit interesting and I had a little look and it was <laughs> <laughs> you like that? yeah that's great I thought that looks interesting it's just uh, brilliant it's very Dennis Taylor isn't it? Can you I imagine? had a little look and it was <laughs> can you imagine Skeletor saying that? wow <laughs> <laughs> that looks interesting I had a little look and it was <laughs> Well, also on that interview, um, he's advertising his specs. You can actually buy them from opticians now. Okay. The Mad Frames. Are they branded? Dennis yeah, yeah. Taylor. Dennis Taylor glasses. Um, but he, there's a warning he has for anyone who might be getting scammed by your local optician. Uh. Have a listen. It's a big ask of anyone, but um, but yeah, no, that's really interesting. Uh, Dennis, where can we find you? Where can we get the glasses? People that are interested. Um, you should do any any local optician, but don't let them put you off a pair of upside down glasses that they can make. You must ask for the Dennis Taylor snooker specs, and they should be able to get hold of them. Uh, get hold of them, and there's a there's, it's a green case and there's an autograph on it. So uh, they are, uh, if you get a chance, they're so lightweight and they're not that expensive. Uh, they're only about eighty pounds, something like that. Uh, the it's lens, cheaper than my specs. Well, the lens are the things with depending on your eyesight. Yes. I mean, the lens <laughs> that I have puts the price up quite a bit. <laughs> but yeah, they should be able to get any any optician. Uh, Brulemar are the people that manufactured it. They're, they're one of the biggest uh, manufacturers of spectacle frames in the UK. Brulemar, B-R-U-L-I-M-A-R, I think it is, yeah. Imagine going into an optician's and asking for those and they handed you a pair of glasses upside down. <laughs> and you just wore dry, dry these? You just wore them like that forever. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Don't let them fob you off with any other old shite. Make sure you get Dennis Taylor's upside-down glasses. Other upside-down glasses exist, but they're not as upside-down as mine are. (laughs) (laughs) Should we do... Oh, should we do the Conor Langdon Memorial Competition? Conor Langdon! Don't phone in, it's just for fun. Don't phone in, it won't be fun. We haven't got a phone number. Just for fun, okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think <laughs> when, you know, when we all, we're all players and when we lose or if, if we get on a losing streak, you know that sometimes sometimes it's tough to take because you put in all the work in and you don't feel you're getting anything back. I can't remember who that is. I made it quite a while ago. Because <laughs> you cancelled so many times to do this. Oh, uh, have you got any ideas who that could be? I think it's. Can I say? Yeah. yeah. You won't, you won't get it right. You won't fucking get it right. I, it sounds like Joe Johnson to me. Uh, it's not Joe Johnson. Well, there's a clue for the listeners. You can tick that one off. Well, players, yeah, yeah, sometimes you gotta look 
losing streak. <laughs> losing streak. What else has been happening in our lives? We haven't done that much, have we? No. Apart from that barbecue we went to, where something funny happened to me when I went up to the barbecue to get the sausage. Uh, I went up and I wanted uh, a hot dog. Right. Yeah. So I got the sausages in the bun. Snooker wife had the sauce, the yeah. tomato sauce. I said, "Can you put a bit of sauce on the on the sausage?" The sausage. You're making me stammer. Put the sausage. So can you put a bit of sauce on the sausage? Now's not the time, love. So she squirted it, right? Yeah. Went all over my shirt, missed the sausage. Okay. <laughs> missed the sausage, that's like on my shirt. <laughs> she could never admit to being in the wrong. She went, oh, it was the wind. The oh, wind yeah, took the it. wind took it and I squeezed was, the bottle. I was so annoyed at that. The wind took it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That yeah. was funny. That was really bad, though, wasn't it? The wind took it. The wind took the bottle out of my hand, squeezed it all over your shirt. Uh, can you put some sauce on my sausage, love? Is there anything? <laughs> 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 Is there anything? <laughs> Later. This is Dave's mind. <laughs> it's nice in here. It's nice and warm. It's quite spacious, I thought. Be a bit more. Roomy. <laughs> Cobwebs over there. Yes. Forbidden thoughts over there. Don't look at those. What we don't look. What we don't. What were your thoughts of uh, the sex museum when we went? Dirty. <laughs> I liked it. A lady showed me her cabaret. Someone showed me her cabaret. <laughs> Sex scenes with sex. <laughs> Perplastic mannequins of the 80s. Black and white photos of sex. Two pound. <laughs> black and white photos of sex. <laughs> Get your black and white photos. Get your black and white photos of sex. We got sex scenes with sex. Plastic mannequins off of the 80s. We got sex plastic. <laughs> Anyone for sex plastic? Sex scenes with extra sex. <laughs> sex scenes with extra sex. Black and white photos is sex. <laughs> Get them while it last. So yeah, um, Judd carried on his run of form going into the international championship and bad like Sean Murphy in the final. Like ten three or something, yeah. Playing in the same kind of way, and uh, they spoke to him after the game mm. and said, "Like, what goes on in your head when you're making those mad breaks?" Listen to this. Can you make it sound like it's inside his mind? But yeah, yeah. I try and give our fans an idea of what's going through your head when you're making all those ridiculous breaks and centuries out there. Are you just—is your mind blank? Are you in autopilot? Uh, tonight, I was actually after I won the first couple, I was feeling good, and then I was thinking. 8 4, I was thinking Starbucks shuts at 9 30. I was hoping I could get there for that, but then I lost the, I lost that frame before the interval. I was a bit gutted about that, and um, I don't, it's so random what goes on. Sometimes there's nothing I can go just thinking like a complete mind blank for the whole match and play the best of my life. Other times your mind's wandering, thinking of music. Thinking of music. Thinking of music. I think we should go inside your Trump's mind. Okay. So yeah, he's got to think about random stuff, music, and what cough. time Starbucks is open to. You'd think. You'd think if you just played in a snooker tournament, yes, you wouldn't want a coffee afterwards. No, you'd be like a bit wired. 
Judd Trump said after winning the World Championship he just felt massive relief. He didn't feel like elated or anything. Massive dump. <laughs> massive adrenaline dump. Sounds like a John Berger on the toilet. <laughs> Here's my impression. What are your first impressions? <laughs> John Berger on the toilet. Should we sing some um, nursery rhymes in gym? Yeah. You have to get a book. We could sing some nursery rhymes in the style of uh, snooker commentators. Yeah, well, we could do that. Yeah, that's her. Her. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, down in my club in Lestar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, where's where's the cradle going? I thought it was Merlin Monroe. Do you remember...